from San Diego, California, it's the Frug Life Podcast with your host, Ricky Hershey. Okay, so today we have a question from a user on Twitter. Their question is, I did just get approved for SSDI because of two violent domestic violence situations in my life, PTSD and insomnia. I was a teacher for 17 years, so my monthly amount is pretty high. I also have a pension and three months emergency savings. Any ideas or tips from someone living on a fixed monthly income would probably be a great new topic you should consider. I'm not an expert on benefits by any means, but I can't share what I found online on SSDI. And specifically, there are two aspects I want to cover. One is that there are not income limits nor asset limits per my research. So first, from a website, sapling.com, unlike SSDI, SSI does have income and resource limits. In most cases, you can't receive SSI if your available resources, including the money in your bank, exceed $2,000. And it goes on. And then this other website, disabilitysecrets.com, says if if you are eligible for Social Security Disability Insurance, SSDI, the amount you receive each month will be based on your average lifetime earnings before your disability began. It is not based on how severe your disability is or how much income you have. So this is some critical information to start. And now for my advice. First, I would make an accounting of all the money you have spent in the past month. So just keep a record of everything you spent and keep records going forward and look out how much you spend and break it into categories. Like how much do you spend on rent, groceries, eating out, you know, your electricity bill and break it all down into these different categories. And so this is the foundation for your budget. Now, if you wanted to go back further than a month, you could. It's kind of a lot of work. So I would just start with the current month and then just do it going forward. And personally, I do all of this in Google Spreadsheets. I like it because I have my wife invited onto the budget, and so both of us can add and make adjustments. And my budget is more a record of what I spend than a traditional budget, right? So some people budget that they have an amount that they are allowed to spend in each given category. But I'm not a huge fan of guessing what expenses will be like in the future. But what I do is just the general idea is that you try to beat what you did the month before. So perhaps you want to cut back on processed food at the grocery store and buy more bulk and cheaper ingredients, just trying to optimize the budget. Not that you actually do that just uh, one place that you can cut. And so this is what my wife and I do. We look at how we spend in our different categories and we try to figure out why it did and how to improve next month. Now, once you look at what you did spend, you want to look at how much money you have left at the end of the month. And the goal is to grow that amount as much as possible, right? I mean, the goal is to earn more, to get more than you spend. And with that leftover amount, that excess, you can start investing and growing it. And we'll talk about that more in a second. I also think Dave's baby steps are a great starting place too. If you're not familiar, Dave Ramsey has these baby steps that he talks about. The gist of them is to have an emergency fund, like you mentioned you do, and pay off your debt. Once you've done that, I would try to pump as much 
of the leftover money as you can into investments. In past episodes, we talk about different vehicles for investment, and make sure to look for tax-preferred ones based on your situation. I think a Roth IRA is likely a great starting place. As you build greater assets, these assets will generate income for you and can eventually improve your quality of life as you generate more income. This is the general principle taught in Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which is also a great book to read. I think the stock market is an ideal place to look for this kind of investment. My earlier episodes on the subject are a great place to start. Another benefit of SSDI, to my understanding, is you could still make a little money on the side if you want. Consider some online work. I don't know your skill set, but there's always freelance work, content creation like me, or countless other ways to make money. It all depends on what you want to do. Since you have some teaching background, perhaps you could teach English online. Or there's editing work, or there's VA work, or all sorts of stuff. The sky is the limit. Working online might add another layer of fulfillment to your life, too. It can be fun to help someone out. Ultimately, there's a whole world of options out there for you. It's great. You're in a great spot. And all this budgeting doesn't mean deprivation. It just means making smarter choices. You can still eat out and stuff. Just do it purposely. Or you can have processed food too. Just try to make it an exception and not the norm. I might also invest more strictly in equity in your position. If you have a set guaranteed income you can live on, you don't need to worry about drawing down your retirement in times of tough economic conditions. You may be able to take a slightly less conservative approach and still be fine. And like I mentioned in a past episode, personal finance is personal. It depends what you want to do. And in your situation, I think a traditional Dave Ramsey style budget may be beneficial, right? Because you do know the amount of money that's coming in. And so you can break it up into the different categories, right? You can allocate a certain amount of that budget to food. You can allocate a certain amount of that to grocery, or I guess we just said food, uh, allocate it to rent. And then you can have a rough idea of how much you will have in excess of that and strive to get that number or higher. But bear in mind, the budget is just a guideline, right? If you are able to spend less than your budget, that's great. And if, I mean, you have to launder your clothes and your laundry budget is out, go launder your clothes. It's not a big deal. It's not the end of the world if you really need to do something that is beyond your budget. Just make it work. So again, you are in a great spot, an enviable spot, having income that comes in every month. Time to just grow it a little bit higher with some investments, and I think you are doing great. Keep it up. All right, welcome back. So I just want to note, this is not investment or financial advice, you know, just my opinion, uh, you know, legal disclaimer, blah, blah, blah. The advice here, I think, can be applied to anyone, uh, not just the individual asking this question. I think there's takeaways everyone can get from this. And those takeaways are know what you're spending each month. You can do it on Google Sheets like me or use another tool that helps automate it like Mint. Have an emergency fund. Emergencies come up. You can't prepare for them per se, but be ready. So have three to six months of expenses in cash, not invested or anything, just in a bank. Then invest the excess. So just saving money isn't enough. That excess from your budget each month needs to be invested. 
In fact, due to inflation, your money may even lose value if it's just sitting in a bank account. Lastly, there's always ways to make a little bit more money. Making money doesn't have to be draining. You can find enjoyable ways to do it. Like just for me personally, I write, I have this podcast, and I have a bunch of, you know, little ways to make money online that don't require much effort or much mental energy. And they're kind of fun. So be on the lookout for that. As always, links in the show notes to some of the resources I mentioned before. Be sure to check out some of those. And if any of you have questions, please reach out to me. Send me your questions. I'd love to answer your questions. You can even send it as a recording, and you may even be featured on the show. All right. Thanks for listening. Until next week.